This is In the Absence of Sports, a podcast that talks to coaches, players, broadcasters, and other team personnel affected by the coronavirus pandemic across the sporting world. Here's your host, Jeremy Otto. Welcome, everyone, to episode 19 of In the Absence of Sports. So glad you came back with us here today. Before we get to our interviews here, we have two interviews here today, kind of two and one. It's the first time we've done that in a little while, but some housekeeping to get to. So this is going to be our last episode for about two weeks now. We'll see you again somewhere in between June 8th and June 12th, most likely. But uh, by that time, it'll be episode 20. So how about that? Episode 20 of In the Absence of Sports. We've packed in a lot of content in this short time. And I know for everybody, including me, um, this quarantine and this pandemic has seemed like it's lasted a long time. But uh, to crank out 20 episodes in that short amount of time, I think has been a lot of fun. And hopefully you guys have enjoyed it as well. If you have, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us on SoundCloud as well like us on facebook by searching in the absence of sports again that's in the absence of sports you can follow us on twitter at absence of sports again that's at absence of sports and me on twitter as well at jeremy auto pxp again that's at j-e-r-e-m-y-o-t-t-o p-x-p for play-by-play a dual interview here today. It's the first time we've done that since episode three when we talked to Colin Donnelly and Pat Donnelly, two guys who were involved with the University of Detroit Jesuit High School. And Colin, of course, is now the graduate assistant at Kent State. But we have a, a similar track here. Two more Central Division coaches in the Catholic High School League. It's Brandon Sanawi of Detroit Catholic Central and Rick Palmer of Brother Rice, they combine their two schools and their two programs combined to create a virtual horse challenge in this pandemic. So kind of a fun way to keep their players involved and you know keep them kind of talking to each other virtually and practicing of sorts. So I thought it was a really fun idea. They, they've kind of been keeping me updated on Twitter in, in terms of tagging me on the videos. So let's bring those two on. Guys, how are you today? Doing well, uh, Jeremy. Doing good. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Jeremy. It's a cool thing that uh, you guys launched. Uh, it was fun to follow on Twitter. I appreciate uh, you guys kind of tagging me in it as it went on as well. But I guess I want to start with you, Rick. Where did the idea come from to start this thing? You know, I don't even know what league I saw online was doing it. So I saw it online and um, thought, you know, that'd be cool to get our team going. And uh, obviously when it was – thinking about who I should what coach I should call to see if they wanted to to join us uh Catholic Central was the easy the easy pick uh to be to be the team we we wanted to go against being our being our biggest rival and Brandon I saw the little back and forth you guys had on Twitter to start was that how you guys communicated or did you call each other and said hey you want to do this first it was it really the the back and forth on Twitter that we saw there uh well for as much as we want to play it out that it was uh you know the the, the real deal we we kind of uh, we made sure that um we knew with that we were going to be posting a video and kind of uh you know calling each other out but um you know again everything that um you know that well obviously it being rick's idea and, and inviting us in is really strictly about the kids and we wanted to kind of drop as much as interest as we could and um you know so it was um 
some of it was, was predetermined, but other stuff just played it out as, as it went. And um, so it was, it was just pretty cool to see the guys battle and it was a lot of fun. Yeah, nine games over two weeks came down to the the very last shot, if you will, as uh, you two guys competed for that. Did you train, Rick, to to get ready for that? Uh, Dirty little secret. We knew – we did all the games, the kids' games, were all over one weekend. Um, And, you know, we kind of released the videos throughout the next week and a half or two weeks as as we got them edited. So – uh, we knew kind of Sunday night, probably almost 13 days before that it was tied four to four. So uh, I yeah. probably went and got more shots up in uh, <laughs> in those 13 days than I did in the 13th years since the, I uh, checked out of my last game at Albion College. So yeah, I, I put in a few extra a few extra reps. Uh, yeah, it was it was tricky because yeah, we uh, obviously our team knew, but nobody else knew that it was going to come down to to Coach Palmer and myself and. I'll admit I, I didn't get enough shots up that that it, uh, that I should have. Uh, so I, I I regret not getting enough practice shots up, but uh, but it was definitely fun. Did you guys use this as a teaching moment as well? Is it all just fun? Um, no, if for me uh, and for our team, um, you know, as we all go through this together, and uh, definitely something that um, you know we can use to help just again bring our teams closer together, and for as much as we are rivals, uh, you know, playing in the same league and, and being in the same position uh, night in and night out. Um, you know, we're when, when we're not uh, playing against them or rooting for the guys in our league. So it, it's just a unique opportunity for everybody to, to kind of connect. And it just, you know, it speaks more about uh, what's going on in our world and, and how we can connect with other people. And and um, so it speaks to the, to the human element that, you know, sometimes being locked in this house and, you know, in houses and, um uh, you know, really is, 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 is needed so much of it. And so this was just something to bring us a little closer. So I, we definitely use it as something that we can, um, you know, use for the future and, and, and teach our kids, uh, you know, some, some life lessons about what's going on now. You know, Rick, I think I talked about this with Brandon um, before the Catholic League Championships on a different podcast, but you look at the Catholic High School League and not only is there battles on the court, but I think of the Central Division as almost a coaching chess match or battle, you know, between each team as well, because there's such good coaches within not only the Central Division, but all around the league. How's it been in, you know, your first year or so, um, you know, at the helm of Brother Rice? I mean, I'm obviously biased, but I think the Catholic League Central is the best league in the state. Um, You know, there's other leagues that, that are, top heavy like ours is year in, year out. But with only having five teams, uh, there are zero uh, off nights. I, I Talking to Coach Esler before our first game, we played our first game in the league, and he just said, I told my guys, if you want to take a night off in this league, you're going to get your butt kicked. And, um, you know, that's that happens as a player. That happens as a coach. If you don't watch enough film, if you're not prepared, I, the coaching is just so good that, uh, you know, you, you got to – you got to work your butt off as a coach to get your team ready in two days, just to try to break even with the guy, uh, the guy next to you. But I think all five coaches do that and do a really good job of that. And a lot of adjustments from game one to game two to even game three. And some years, some, some teams aren't league get a game four. So, um, but like most things, it, uh, unlike the horse challenge, it usually ultimately comes down, comes down to the players and, and, and not us. So at that point we just try to stay out of the way 
Yeah, Brandon, over to you. I mean, we talked about it uh, certainly at points this year. You guys were very young last season. So were the Warriors. I mean, there, there's a lot to look forward for you two guys. You know, fingers crossed that we have a, a normal season this year, right? Oh, yeah. No, we're, you know, we're definitely uh, excited about the crop of kids we had coming back. And, uh, you know, we got some great leadership that we're starting to see now during this pandemic, uh, really bringing our guys closer together. And then, yeah, we got some talented kids uh, that are returning and we got some talented hopefuls uh, as some incoming freshmen that uh, our varsity is going to take a look at. And, um, you know, so, yeah, I mean, Rice is extremely young as well. Um, you know, really three really good freshmen this past year. And um, so they're just those three kids are going to get better. And and, um, you know, I'm sure uh, Coach Palmer will have uh, his returning guys, of course, ready to go. So. Like he said, you know, there's not a single night off, um, you know, when, when you're playing in this league. And that's what makes it fun. That's what makes it, you know, that's, what, that's why I love what I do. And, and I love the league that I'm in because it's just every single day you've got to be uh, prepared and, and ready to go or you are going to get your butts kicked. Um, so we've learned that lesson quite a bit this year, uh, this past season, you know, being as young as we were and, and really inexperienced in, in a couple of different positions. but. Uh, you know, we're using it as a uh, opportunity to get better. So, um, you know, we're definitely excited for the kids and for the team we have coming back. And hopefully we get, an, uh, you know, somewhat of an off season here for the summer and get a chance to get some games in. If not, at least get some workouts in and, and progress from there. But I'm definitely excited about the crew coming back. I want to hear from both of you on this. Rick, let's start with you. I mean, all this talk about no fans, limited fans, and who knows where the MHSA and every other sports league will be by the time basketball rolls around again. But will you have to prepare your team differently, say there's no student section and maybe a handful of parents in the crowd? Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, I think the mature teams, I think, you know, um, <laughs> There, you go out to play for each other and ultimately to, to get the results. So, I mean, the fans do have a big impact. I would think that it might be a little easier to win on the road um, in our league if, <laughs> if that happens. Um, you know, but besides that, uh, we'll just work. We've kind of just come up with a mantra. We're, we're going to stay ready so we don't have to get ready. Um, and we're going to approach, you know, we're approaching this summer schedule um, like – it's not going to get canceled. And then if it gets pushed back or canceled, we'll adjust from there. So um, that, that's kind of the mindset we're trying to take into everything and, and, and stay positive and, and go from there. Yeah. I think, I think, you know, not having fans, um, not having student sections um, would be extremely, you know, unfortunate, but like Rick said, I mean, for us, it's, you know, we, we're going to like uh, Tom Izzo said to me once you adapt and overcome. So, it, it's tough to play in a, in a quiet gym. It really is. So that is something that, you know, we're going to have to make sure that we adjust to. And, um, you know, I would always say the gym's dead tonight or there's not a whole lot of energy in the gym. And sometimes that feeds into the players. So uh, definitely, you know, mentally preparing them uh, for, for that um, is going to be a challenge. But, again, just something else that we have to make sure that we're putting our kids in spots to – to succeed. And yeah, I think, you know, it definitely advantaged uh, the road team too at times because you don't have to worry about the hostile crowd, but um, you know, it's, it's going to be a learning curve for everybody. If that's the decision that they decide to make, I hope that there are some parameters that will allow 
um, you know, people in, in the gyms and get a chance to have, a, you know, uh, people watch the games because that would be such a unfortunate thing for our seniors especially. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a wait and see. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there weren't any fans, but I'm hopeful that, um, you know, by – by October, November, um, you know, and then once games kick off in December, that uh, that we're we're playing in front of some fans because that's part of the experience, and uh, I think our kids definitely did get a chance to deserve that. His name is Brandon Sanawis, the head basketball coach at Detroit Catholic Central High School. Also on the line with Rick Palmer, the head coach at uh, Birmingham, Brother Rice. Rick, I mean, you're a person who contracted COVID-19, thank goodness, uh, mild symptoms, but I guess take us through what it was like to test positive first off. Um, you know, I, I had just a little little fever that, um, you know, before any of this, I, I've told people I got it Thursday night. I, I woke up Friday morning not feeling 100%, and I think one of the changes that's probably – going to come out of it that's good is if COVID-19 wasn't going on, I probably would have went up, went in and went to work on Friday. Um, you know, still not feeling great. Uh, and then found out Saturday morning, I was around someone the week before who, who had tested positive. So with a six, four and three year old, I just thought it was, you know, smart to go get tested and see what was going on. But that was really, really early on. So at that point, the test results took 10 days to get back. And um, by then I would have been feeling 100% for eight or nine days. Uh, so by the time I got them back, there really wasn't much to do besides feel like I was past it and almost felt better that I had it because, you know, maybe you got some antibodies and that puts you in a better spot. I don't think anyone really knows or not knows at this point would, uh, you know, it's not a bad thing if you, if you come out of it. So, um, you know, and it really was just more nervous, uh, you know, being in the house with my young kids and my wife was uh, just sitting every day and, and hoping nothing uh, went wrong with them. So luckily, uh, you know, we, we were blessed that, that it didn't really affect our household either. So uh, that was really that was really the wait and see game and, and, and waiting to make sure my kids were and my wife were all were all fine yeah Brandon I guess flipping over to you now I mean the Catholic League is such a community I think that's one thing that maybe for people who haven't coached in it before that coach in it notice right away or people that cover the league how much do you think the league has rallied around this whole pandemic and virus and you know kind of come together under this time oh no it's it's been um you know very prevalent I know um a lot of different things going on to try to keep um Really, and the biggest focus is the kids, um, you know, the kids involved uh, and keep the focus on the kids, especially uh, the seniors um, of all the different schools. Um, but, uh, no, I mean, I, I know, um, you know, Mike Evoy and, and, and Vic Michaels have done a great job to, to keep us uh, engaged and, uh, you know, obviously altering events and different things to uh, uh, to make sure that we're still able to have them. Um, but you know they're they're adjusting like everybody else. Um, but God, I hear so much and I see so much on social media about all the different things that the schools in our league. And I think it goes it starts from the top. I mean, I, I think it, you know if the Catholic league isn't you know sort of uh, giving some pointers and ideas and things that we can do to stand out. Um, you know to make to make sure that our kids are are um, are a big part of our our message here. Um, you know going through this tough time. Uh, so that, you know, they lead by example. And I know that, um, you know, both uh, CC and Brother Rice have, um, have done special things for the kids and for the athletes, uh, but really just, you know, for the entire student body and community to make sure everyone's 
um, sticking together. And, um, you know, it, it, personally at CC, it's been um, nonstop. I mean, we are, um, if not calling kids every day, um, we're reaching out to our players, reaching out to kids that don't even uh, play for us just to kind of check in and let them know they got somebody that they can talk to or uh, somebody that's that's thinking brain for them. So, um, you know, when you bring up when you bring the faith element into into this, which, I, you know, for me, as, as being Catholic and having the uh, the opportunity to bring my faith and, and reach my kids on a different level, as opposed to some of the other leagues, you know, it's not a knock on them, but it just it just takes it to a different level, um, especially during a time of crisis, especially during a time of uncertainty. Um, you know, it, it provides us with a little more of, um, you know, uh, again, an extension of what we can provide to our kids, what we can do for our kids. And, um, you know, I mean, I know Babbitt's uh, at CC is just working tirelessly to make sure that uh, we're doing everything that we can and giving our kids every opportunity to uh, uh, to stay connected, to be involved and, uh, you know, to get better and, and making sure that everyone's doing well and um, so it's just a, it's a unique thing. And, you know, the Catholic league, like I said, is, is not just a, a great league to compete in. It's just a great league to be a part of, uh, whether, you, you know, you, you play a sport or you're just a, you know, just a student, um, you know, the, the care is, the care is there for sure. Well, both schools, both of your guys' schools, uh, certainly football heavy as well and have really talented and historic programs. Brandon, how much have you heard, if anything, about the, the football season and what may be on the radar for that? Um, you know, I hear rumors. You know, nothing – I'm definitely not a source of, uh, you know, reference for what could happen, but rumors that they might switch the seasons potentially and um, because it's it's uh, contact sport and, um, you know, it's it's one of the bigger sports that they may move it over to the spring – um, and flip-flop with a couple of the spring sports, maybe bring boys baseball over and, um, you know, uh, potentially, you know, golf or, or, or even soccer, whatever it might be. But um, so that that is something that is very interesting to see how that plays out because there are so many people affected. I mean, for us, um, you know, I, it's kind of a wait and see, I guess. You could say we're a little safer because we're further along in the school year. But, um, you know, I – from what I've heard, that's just something that they're considering. The MHSAA is considering, and and how much of that is going to happen. You know, it, it'd be crazy to see. Um, you know, there's so many different things that can happen. It wouldn't surprise me if they made decisions like that to flip the seasons. And um, but, you know, again, I know I know like like Coach Palmer said. You know, we we have teams that are staying ready, doing whatever they can in the event that. Um, the seasons do get flipped um, or, you know, push back or whatever. And it's just trying to mentally wrap your head around it. That's the toughest thing for the kids. And, and I know each school is probably doing everything they can to make sure they're prepared if that were to be the case. Flipping back kind of the to the horse subject and, you know, everything that went into that, uh, what's the toughest shot that you saw <laughs> made, Rick? And who, who made it? I would probably say – uh, for me, the, the best matchup, I think, for sure, was uh, Gianni Delamonte for us and Brady uh, Butcher for, yeah. for CC. Those guys, uh, those guys battled. So they, they, a lot of made shots on top of each other. But Gianni's, you know, I, I think 5'9 in the program or uh, maybe 5'10 um, in the program. I don't think he's really that tall. But his, <laughs> they never uh, are, right? <laughs> yeah, his – his layup package, and I, I, quite frankly, was I was shocked to see it. Um, 
he was reverse 360 layups and uh, doing a whole bunch of, of pretty pretty tricky stuff that I didn't know he had in his bag. So uh, I think I would probably give him uh, give him the nod for for best horse player uh, on our team for sure. And and their their matchup with Brady and we were. Um, you know, if, if Gianni doesn't get that one done, we're, we we don't. Uh, Brandon and I never shoot uh, on Saturday, so uh, <laughs> that was that was a big that was a big W for us. Yeah, it was it was that that game for sure. And I think as I said before, they I think they made more shots than all the other games combined. I mean, they just they didn't miss. You know, they they couldn't get each other out, and uh, so it was uh, definitely a, a fun one to uh, to watch. But um, no, I mean, there were so many different. Um, you know, matchups that, uh, you know, we, we had uh, gotten together ahead of time, uh, Palmer, Cliff Palmer and I did, uh, to try to make sure it was evenly matched. And, uh, you know, I thought, uh, it worked out beautifully, obviously getting, going to four, four. Um, but, uh, we were up four, two and, um, you know, they had the pressure on them, uh, to win, to, to stay alive. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they answered the call every single time. So, even if it was just, um, you know, regular old jump shot, um, you know, their, their kids made them to, to stay alive. So it was, uh, it was definitely cool to, to experience and to watch, but, uh, yeah, Gianni's layup package, uh, we'll make sure we have something in the scouting report about that in the event that, uh, we have to be prepared for that. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I found out a guy that I, I I'm assuming <laughs> an up and coming guy for, for our league is, uh, <laughs> It's Cam Mays. Cam Mays, yeah. I, yeah. He, he came out there and was the most dominant player in the – I think he made six or seven straight shots and his game was over. And yeah. I texted Brandon after and said, where'd you find this guy? He wasn't even I, – he, I guess, had a back injury all last year. So, either that or either that or they cheated. I don't know, one of the two. He came out of nowhere and was like the MVP of the, of the event. So, uh, he's definitely a guy that if we were playing tomorrow, if it wasn't for the horse challenge, wouldn't have been on our scouting report. But uh, – now now will be so um and and I, I didn't get a chance to answer the last question on what we from a while back what we take out of this for me we wanted our guys to compete um I, I think winning um becomes a habit and you know you watch the Michael Jordan documentary and I can promise you if he was in a virtual horse challenge um he would have taken it serious and would would be trying his best to win so um that's kind of what I think I'm sure Brandon and and I both as you're you know going into year three are trying to build a winning culture um and for us we, we want our guys to compete in everything so um and and we got down and like Brandon said and our guys battled and kept kept playing and and you know does that mean that's going to translate to a win next year probably not but the more times you get used to winning the, the I think it becomes a a habit that we sure would like to become a more frequent habit for us well you guys might be in a, a little trouble next year because when you <laughs> you, you think about it, it when it comes to the catholic league playoffs that everything stays the same i mean you play each other twice in the regular season sometimes three times if you play each other in the catholic league playoffs and then you have the crazy you know possibility of playing each other again in the mhsa playoffs so it might be 20 to 21 the next time you guys yeah. match up by by the fourth or fifth time yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, that's, that's what makes it so fun and, 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 again, exciting because, you know, I it's different in this league because, you know, you get up for these games. Uh, yeah, you do see them twice during the regular season and potentially, again, um, you know, in, uh, in the Catholic League. Um, 
And I hope that we get a chance to see each other, you know, in, in the MHSA, because that means that we've probably won a district and are competing for a regional or competing, competing for a trip to the final four. So, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's at the it, Breslin if we play. So yeah. I think both of us would, uh, as much as it would be a pain to play a team for the Correct. fourth time, uh, there you go. I'll play whoever yeah. at the Breslin. That, that's, yeah. uh, get into the Breslin. And I know Brandon's done it as a head coach and, um, at a previous stop. And I've, I've done it a few times as an assistant coach. It's, it's pretty cool walking down that tunnel into the Breslin. You know, most people yep. walk in the arena as fans. When you walk down the tunnel into the arena, it's a little bit different feeling. And uh, I, I know that's a goal we have in our program to, to accomplish um, here in the future. So uh, playing CC a fourth time would accomplish. Uh, that means we both had a pretty good year. We both be yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Chad here with Brandon Sonali of Detroit Catholic Central and Rick Palmer of Brother Rice, two basketball coaches in the Catholic High School League, just completed a virtual horse challenge. You can check that out on Twitter by searching either coaches or each program on social media as well. Kind of wrap up, I want to wrap up with some thoughts about, you know, what things might look like. Rick, uh, my question for you, say the season is delayed for whatever reason, say you don't have the same amount of time to prepare we we hear all about these leagues especially in the professional realm and and certainly in college as well you know narrowing down we need two weeks we need three weeks what would it take bare minimum to prepare for a basketball season where you'd be some sort of comfortable um you know in a non i mean i think traditionally what do we get two or three weeks see maybe three or four i you know, it, a lot that would depend on, you know, and, and again, I think we'd have a little bit of, of, of notice. So how, how hard are the guys working to be in shape? How much conditioning do we have to do? And we could play, right? But you just might have, instead of three out-of-bounds plays to start the year, you might have one in. You, you, your press break might not, might not be quite where you want it to be. Um, you're, so you could get the basics done, I think, in, in, in two weeks pretty pretty easily and a lot it would be a big advantage early on to veteran teams um you know I, I'd be a little bit more comfortable with it this year than I probably was last year um but I, I think your your what you do much might be limited and it would probably be sloppy play but I, at this point I, I don't think any of us really care if they if they said go play a game tomorrow uh we'd go suit up and go so uh you know we're, we're gonna be ready for whatever whatever comes at us, but I don't, I don't know that there's really a, a timeline that you'd have to have. Brandon, any thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I mean, like, like to reiterate what said, I mean, it, we're, we're just, like I said, we're, we're going to be ready uh, when they say uh, it's time to play. Obviously um, it's going to be a little more uh, restrictive on what we can do. And, and our coaches would probably, uh, you know, sit down and make sure that we had uh, the essentials in, um, you know, to make sure that our kids are prepared to play a four quarter game. Um, and then slowly, obviously add things in as, as the games progress, you wouldn't be all ready to go game one, but usually you aren't anyway. So, uh, but you, you gotta, obviously I think, um, that's what I think might separate, you know, the coaches in this league from maybe some other coaches and then I've coached against some great guys uh, and great coaches, but making sure that, uh, you know, the staff has the guys ready to go in, in, in a short turnaround. Um, so what, whatever they decide to do, um, we're going to make sure that it may not be exactly what we want to have in, uh, whether it's offensively or defensively, but 
we'll, we'll be prepared. We'll know the teams that we're going to play, uh, and we'll try to play to our strengths and try to scout as much as we can and, um, you know, do the things that we're used to doing. And we're not going to make any excuses. And that's, you know, we can't make excuses for the schedule not being what we want it to be or only having so much time and, uh, you know, tired of me. You know, that's the thing we, we're talking about now. Um, our team is we're not making excuses for, not being able to get in the gym and not being able to get in the weight room or whatever it might be. So we're not going to start making them, um, you know, if, if the season changes or if there are adjustments made. So we'll be prepared as best we can. And, um, you know, like I said, and then what coach mentioned earlier, uh, we're competitors. We're just, we're going to suit up, we're going to compete and uh, we're going to scratch and claw to get as many wins as we can, regardless of the circumstance. So, um, you know, whatever they decide to do, um, we'll, we'll, we'll take it and uh, we'll adapt and overcome and, and run with it. Well, guys, thanks so much for stopping by here today. We certainly hope that uh, there's at least games uh, coming up this winter, uh, certainly high school basketball in this side, state high school football, uh, two of the more exciting things. And I think it's an underrated thing in the state of Michigan and that people should check out if they haven't. Uh, so look forward to hopefully, uh, you know, seeing you guys as normal on the sidelines. Thanks so much for stopping by here. Thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for having us, Jeremy. That's Rick Palmer of Brother Rice and Brandon Sanawi of Catholic Central. Well, that about wraps up episode 19 of In the Absence of Sports here today. Reminder that we're, we're going to take a little break here. Uh, we'll be back between around June 8th and June 12th. So in the meantime, if you have any feedback, if there's a guest that pops up in your head in between now and then that you'd really like to hear when we come back and hit the episode 20 mark send us a tweet you can do that at absence of sports you can do so at me as well at jeremy auto pxp for play-by-play again that's at j-e-r-e-m-y-o-t-t-o-p-x-p you can like us on facebook send us a message comment on one of our posts as well by searching in the absence of sports there's a lot of ideas kind of formulating in my head as we come back in a couple weeks there's Hopefully going to be talk of leagues starting again, practicing at least, getting players back into game shape, and you know, hopefully before, sooner than later, we can at least watch something on TV. Will we be able to attend in person unless you're a media member? I don't think so. I mean, at least at first, but as this virus continues to go away and we continue to progress um, toward what it means to return towards quote-unquote normal life, hopefully... We'll we'll see sports come back to normal as well. See you in a little bit. Have a great couple weeks, everybody. Thanks again for following along on this long ride that this podcast has been. And we're excited to see what the future is as well. You've been listening to In the Absence of Sports. Interact with the show and Jeremy on Twitter at Jeremy Otto PXP. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-O-T-T-O-P-X-P. See you again soon for another episode of In the Absence of Sports.